Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amid Bros. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Another week, another episode. We are back. The Amid Bros podcast. I'm one third of the trio, better known as the Amid Bros. D-Mart here. With my brothers, man. What's going on, fellas? Jerry Man 85. Jeremy, what's popping? What's going on? Man, it was a uh, a somber week. A very um there was a death in my wallet from the best that I made from the Super Bowl. It was rough, man. Um I thought I thought my homeboy was gonna come through, but I should have known, man. I, I bet Mahomes, I wanna say twelve to fifteen times, and I think he's covered twice. Um, so, I mean, the, the reality is it was, it was a rough week, but Hey, look, man, there, there's, um, there's better days on the horizon. There's, I mean, we're, we're going to survive. Yeah, it was, uh, interesting. I was very upset watching the game and I finally realized why I was upset. I was sitting around thinking if Jared Cook Jr. doesn't fumble the ball, We'd be doing this right now. Jerry, you gotta <laughs> anyway. do a lot more than for for Jerry Cook not to fumble that ball. But you know what? I don't want to say I told you guys so. But hey, what the it was heck? late third. I told late you guys quarter, so. and we were up seven in the in the about to be in the red zone. And he fumbles the ball and gets run back to the third. But you're that assuming that you guys beat the Packers, who had already beaten you guys in New Orleans, and then you guys would the Packers beat, suck. Then you guys were gonna beat Kansas City, who had already beaten you guys in New Orleans. So you now you're assuming that you're gonna beat two teams that had already beaten you guys at home. Uh, I mean, Tampa just beat two teams that had already beaten them at home, but nevertheless, um, overall. Hey, they got it done. So, congratulations to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hey, man, get that man his props right here, man. You've been talking so much, so, so much crap for the last twenty weeks about that. You know what? Of a quarterback, I, I, and, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you why. Take all that back, man. The why. fans are demanding it. Take it back. <laughs> this is my thought. This is, this is my thought on Tom Brady, and I know we'll probably get into it in a little bit more detail. But I guarantee, for before he starts, guys, it's going to be an excuse on why Brady's no. No, Brady is the GOAT. Brady wins more than anyone else, and I don't think there's anybody who could win more than Brady. I just don't know why. I feel like Brady has to have, like, some secret – like, how can you how can you go from the greatest defensive coach of all time and join on a team, and then you just happen to join a team whose defense is solid, and they play Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and back to back to back weeks and holding eighteen points per game, but Jerry, and eight turnovers. You're thinking like, about all this from a from a standpoint of just physical physical football playing. That's not what wins Super Bowls and championships, and that's across all sports. Like Tom Brady has it, whatever he has in the locker room, whatever he says to get behind people, whatever he does. I mean, it, maybe it brought really the camera works. crew with him. I don't know. But uh, but that but that same team no no diss to Jameis I love Jameis was I hope I hope he does well in New Orleans for for his sake but I mean that that same that's not the same team though that's the same team team goes probably what Jared seven and nine again no no let's 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 be one hundred percent honest and I hear a lot of people saying that oh man with a team that was seven and nine last year they won the Super Bowl think about the people who made plays in that game last uh, on Sunday. 
outside of Mike Evans, I don't think a single player that was on that team last year made a single play. Like, it was nothing but A.B. and Gronk and Leonard Fournette Je- and, Jeremy. and Tom Brady. It, it was literally, like, who else made a play? Devin White was on the team last year. Jeremy, you think okay. that James controls a game like Tom Brady and, and does the same no. repetition as Tom Brady to where they could do that with James Winston, with those same – with Mike Evans No, no, I don't, Gronk. no. No, I don't. I'm not sure. Any, I mean, I'm not gonna say I'm not sure anybody. I know it's other quarterbacks who could have won that game, uh, other than Tom Brady. But I mean, Tom Brady's maybe one of five or six quarterbacks who could have won that game, uh, or who could have won the Super Bowl with this team. However, I still have no clue how every team Tom Brady is on. Somehow, the defense is the greatest defense of all time. I don't. I don't know how that happens. I mean, it's at a certain point, it can't be luck. You can't luck into seven Super Bowls. But, Here, here's the big thing, though. We need to like. And this is something with Tom Brady. This is something with LeBron. This is something that that you see when guys switch wait, wait, don't, teams. Don't throw, Let, don't throw LeBron into that mix. LeBron's Stop. clearly in that mix. LeBron, regardless of what how, what you think about LeBron, oh, LeBron's what? one of the top. How did LeBron? Where, where did LeBron well, come well, from? Well, you guys would know if you guys let me finish the statement. Yeah. All right. Really? So as I was saying, one of the things about Brady and what he did this year and what LeBron has traditionally done is <laughs> when he goes to a different team. He's been able to look at a roster and say, all right, what does this roster have that I can utilize and what do we need to bring in in order to make this a championship roster? Both of them looked at the situations when, sure, when Tom goes to Tampa. I'm giving you a, a comparison of why we have to give Tom Brady credit. <laughs> Tom Brady got to the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They knew they needed offensive line help. I, I give a ton of credit to Jason Light, who was able to get Tristan Wirfs, who was one of the greatest tackles, rookie tackles in the history of football this year. Statistically, he gave up one sack the entire season, um, and he he was the highest graded offensive lineman in the Super Bowl since they've been grading offensive linemen. So that was one big pickup. Uh, Antonio Brown does not come there unless it's, it, it's Tom Brady that comes there and recruits him. Gronk doesn't come out of a retirement unless that's the case. Uh, there's a lot of – Tom and, and what he did wasn't – this is what I mean. When you look at Jeremy, you say, well, I, I, he couldn't have lucked into it. I agree. But I think a lot of people – there are a lot of – you look at, at a lot of players or a lot of GMs who – don't have an eye or recognize, hey, this is the best situation. Because everybody was saying he was going to go to the Chargers. There was there was rumors about all these other teams. But he picked the team that had the right fit that was going to give him the best chance to win. And Jared, I, Jared, I thought it was, I, I, it was I, brilliant. All right, so, Jared, I actually looked at it and said, this is exactly why it's an indictment against LeBron. Because you guys have been saying that, oh, man, Kobe and Jordan, these guys were just drafted to these franchises that just had so much winning and tradition and had great GMs and had great, uh, you know, smart players around and things like that. And I've often said, it's not about all that. It's about having the most talent possible. And the person who's going to the most teams to acquire the most talent in the NBA since maybe Kareem is LeBron James. And so at this point in time, Tom Brady showed you if you take an ultra talented player or but, an all time player, but Jeremy, Jeremy, here's my question yeah. though: How talented were the Lakers when LeBron went there? How talented were the Lakers? They were very talented, and they had they were the Pelicans of, right now without Zion. Jerry, they weren't. For, first who, off, who else did they have? Um, they had Jordan. Well, no, they traded Jordan Clarkson away to, the, to before, but they they had Julius Randle. 
They had Brooks, uh, Brooke Lopez. They those had were all gone before Brad, LeBron got there. But yeah, they they those people are gone because they didn't resign them. Here's the thing: LeBron wanted what? them people on the team. They would have been there. So at the end of the day, they got rid of players because we all know that LeBron was out here making decisions. And LeBron saw a team that had young, talented pieces that he could trade. He already had AD signing with uh with his late with his team, and he saw they had a bunch of cap space, and he saw it was going to be a, it was a great situation to go to it and and manipulate the cap. LeBron's a great GM. That doesn't mean that. But that's like, that's the whole wrong. point. That's the whole point. I'm not telling you that because the reality is, as you mentioned last week when we were talking about this, it, is that in NBA and NFL, there's not comparison of, of hey, how much an impact an NBA player has compared to an NFL player. They don't play both sides of the ball when you're comparing what Tom Brady's doing to even what LeBron's doing. The 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 control that Tom Brady has is significantly less than a LeBron's going to have because LeBron's playing both sides of the floor. And in the NFL quarterback, you're only playing one position. But the reality is this. Uh, there's very few players ever who have the ability to look at it. Because you can say, well, it was just talent. But you've been telling me all year that the Tampa Bay was overrated. Tampa Bay wasn't more talented. I don't think Tampa Bay was the most talented team in the NFL this year. Now, do I think that? I know. They, I think they played the best down the stretch, and they were the healthiest team in the NFL, which is generally the most important. But – yeah, I, I I don't I don't think they're the most talented. I don't think everybody saw oh they're gonna come back next year. They couldn't even win the division this year. I don't I don't I don't think they're some unbeatable team. But when it comes down to it, they played against the Saints, who Drew Brees was injured and Michael Thomas was injured. Then they went against the Packers, who had uh their left tackle out and could, they couldn't block. And then they played against the Chiefs, whose entire the offensive line was decimated. So hey, we're gonna talk about this in a little bit. But I'm I'm, I'm tired of this narrative that the the Chiefs were missing everybody. They weren't. They were missing one tackle. Everybody's like, oh, look, they're missing three starters in their offensive line. One of them opted out before the season. So he hasn't played a single snap this year. The other one, the right tackle, he got hurt three months ago. So they he, they haven't been playing with him since, I think, week five. But, Jared, what, so, what did Andy Reid do? He moved it literally he moved everybody around. Line, everybody which was, I think out was out of, out of position. The, I'm not telling you that, that their line wasn't terrible. And I'm not, I think that was a terrible decision. They moved everybody around. I, I think there's some blame that goes around there because I think it would have been smarter just to put somebody at left tackle and then maybe left a tight end or, or, or an extra lineman in on that side to block. With that being said, like, I'm not going to give this excuse of, oh, yeah. I mean, I, it's an excuse that their line was bad and the injury definitely hurt. But, like, oh, he's missing three offensive linemen? No. If if if, sure, if, if I told you that with Clemson's offensive line out there going against, going against Tampa Bay, you would not have been surprised. Like, that's how bad that offensive but, line but was. But, Jim, here's what I'm telling you. Anybody. Nobody says with the Lakers last year – Oh man, they were playing without their starting center, Boogie Cousins. No, like at the end of the day, Boogie got hurt before the season started. Sure. Like the reality sure, is, if you opt out before the season, I'm not going to say that they missed you. I mean, less of you saying no, they're missing their starting running back, Damian Williams, because he opted out too. Like at the end of the put, day, put in perspective, gonna... he was facing much more of a hurdle than LeBron faced against the Golden State Warriors with KD and all them when it was just LeBron and Kevin Love. Who, that was who, a bigger who was? obstacle. Patrick Mahomes. He was facing a bigger yeah. obstacle we're, we're, than let's LeBron go through the rundown. We're, we're going to get into this topic in a second because I have I'm going to unleash on this whole Patrick Mahomes narrative of poor Patrick Mahomes with no help. Like we're, we're, I'm going to annihilate that. We'll get into that in a second. Let's get back to the topic, Dave. We I know we, if you want to introduce the actual the first one. Um, yeah, yeah, I like that. I mean, we kind of kind of you guys touched on the first one. Um, we're just gonna. Uh, I was gonna ask you guys about you know Brady and the Bucks dominate Mahomes and the Chiefs. You know, 
Um, Brady is undisputably the the goat. You know, seven rings, um, and he plans on coming back for more, man. And I I don't see if they keep uh, this nucleus of talent in Tampa Bay why they wouldn't be considered a favorite. So um, let's talk about it, man. Um, Jared, let's start with you, man. What what you think about this game? I, I know you said you lost a a few coins, but um, yeah, yeah, man. I, I, you should listen to your big brother, man. Yeah, I should have. I should have. Um, here's the thing. I I think and. and First, I want to talk touch on on the Buck side of this um, because I think there's some some underlying factors that go into the Chiefs side. Obviously, the injuries. Obviously, Andy Reid's son drink drunk driving, hitting a a kid uh, who's still in critical condition, and and he's in the hospital as well, but probably likely going to prison. Um, who's the linebacker coach for the Chiefs? Like I think that that all had a lot to play into it. But the reality is this. Um, the question in the rundown was, you know, does you know, how does this affect Tom Brady's standing amongst greatest athletes of all time? And I think if you look at it, Tom, it's it's hard to compare sports. And what I don't like, and, and I saw an article that uh, I don't know if it was the Undefeated or, or, or uh, Black Sports Online, one of the ones that had, it was like, no, Tom Brady's not the goat. It's Serena. And I'm like, and, and then they're like, oh, Serena's got 23 grand slams and Tom Brady only has seven Super Bowls. Like, it's stupid to compare sport over sport, who it is. Like, you can make an argument for a lot of different people. I can make the argument that, that Serena's not the goat in tennis. I mean, obviously, I think there's a, she has a legitimate argument for being it. But I think there, you're, when you're comparing even men and women or you're comparing sport over sport, I think it's a tough comparison because you're not comparing apples to apples. With that being said, Tom Brady has done something that, very few people have done in in their careers. One, Tom Brady has three separate Hall of Fame careers. We talked about this last week. I said he had two, and Jeremy, you corrected me and said it was three. And, and now looking at it after the Super Bowl, he does clearly have three. Um, this guy has literally been to four Super Bowls in the last five years and won three of them. Um, and that's from age 38 that to That is insane. It is. And that's from age 38 to 43. Um, I think what he did was he showed that um, obviously Bill Belichick is, um, you know, ha- has some some deficiencies as a general manager, his ability to not be able to draft any wide receivers. I think it showed how, how last year that team, although defensively they were really good, how their lack of offensive performance was not on Brady. Uh, I mean, yeah, for the majority of it. And a lot of it was on, on partially. Not having, yeah, a lot of it. I mean, because you saw how well he played this year. And and a lot of it was on the fact that they had they, – they missed on a lot of draft picks. I mean, when you got uh, Izzo and these random guys out there at tight end, you got um, – your best receiver is, is Edelman, who's up there in age, and, and you, you trade a second rounder for Muhammad Sanu, uh, Nikhil Harry. I mean, the weapons they had were not legitimate. And I think that's, that shows um, why Tom left. And ultimately, I thought Tom played the cleaner game. Obviously, I thought he had an easier time than than Mahomes <laughs> would have, um, with you know not having as much pressure. Yeah, I mean, he he had pressure. I think he got sacked earlier in the game, but not a ton of pressure. And I also, I thought it was a strange strategy from for Kansas City not to really blitz. They sat back. Uh, I, I thought I thought at the end of the day, well, the corners had, are terrible. Uh, here's the thing: I, the the problem is this though. It's the same strategy when the Texans lost last year to the Chiefs. I said, our, our, our corners aren't good, but neither is our pass rush. And if we're not getting there, it doesn't matter if I have Darrell Rivas on one side, Patrick Peterson on another one, and Deion Sanders in the middle of the field. If if, if I can't get there in five seconds, then somebody's going to eventually get open. And I thought it was too much time 
for Tom. Tom got to sit back, clean pocket, no pressure on his face, and and allow him to just step in and make accurate throws. So when it comes to Tom Brady in this this year, I mean to say he played the cleaner game is like saying, uh, I don't know, somebody who had to go and I don't know get alligators out of a pond. Uh, didn't play, you know, wasn't as clean as somebody who had to go. I don't know, get a lizard or something. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the, the, the analogy is. Hold One on. One person. <laughs> what? What was that? I don't, I, I don't know. I was trying yeah, to alligator a lizard. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But in perspective, Patrick Mahomes ran for 495 yards while being chased to throw the ball uh, in this game. Tom Brady ran for 37. And I'm surprised it was 37. They must they must be counting all those times he's he's tapping around and uh, going to his fourth and fifth reads. But overall, I thought Tom Brady played a good game. I thought he should have had an interception. I thought it definitely wasn't an, uh, a holding penalty. When you got Mike Evans, who's allowed to dog, he's literally I call him King uh, King offensive pass interference because literally all he does is stiff arm and push off on uh, on the defenders. And then if you try to grab so he can't push off. Then they're just gonna call a penalty on you. So Jeremy, you sound uh, like a hater. First no, of all, no. you can't describe Tom Brady's game as just a good game and then say, "Oh, he should have had some interceptions." Well, so I mean, like if, you, you got you guys. You, that's are like we, are we gonna pretend? So, if so somebody we're gonna pretend like point and it hits the line, and you're like, "Man, you know." Are, are we gonna pretend like if you hit the line? No, no, not but because it's it's like, hey. You 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 missed the you double fought it, but they said some debris fell on the floor, on the court on the other side where you didn't see it, and so they're gonna give you a second serve. Like that's what it was like because that was actually the, a pick. The, catch, they, making they, a mistake they, is not debris, huh? Making a mistake or a defender not catching the ball is not debris. It's just no, it no, happened. I'm not saying just like a ball touching the ace. No, it was an interception and away from the play. They called a holding penalty that I didn't agree with. So that's why I'm saying his interception had nothing to do with the other play, but they called the play. So it took away his interception. Oh, Jeremy, so, Jeremy, real quick. Uh, uh-huh. If you're acquainted to tennis, I say is this. If if I break you, I break your serve, but I break your serve because you're serving for it on game. You have game point on your serve, and you hit an ace, and the referee calls a foot fault. And you're like, oh, I thought it was ticky-tow. I didn't think I actually foot fought it. But then now you missed your first serve because you foot fought it. You double fault. And I come back and break you. You can look at it and say, oh, well, he got a break of that, that situation. The reality is, like, it, it was a ticky-tack call, but it, it wasn't like it was no contact. It wasn't like he didn't grab him. It, I mean, it was there. But, Jared, ESPN actually posted and said this was pass interference. You, there's a picture of Mike Evans literally stiff-arming the, the, the defender in the face. And they called it a defensive pass interference, like, which is, I mean, defensive holding, which is ridiculous. But anyway. Ultimately, Tom Brady had a he had I'll say he had the biggest impact on this on this uh on if I had to divvy up credit, Tom Brady's number one because of his leadership and, and the intangibles. Number two would be um what's the uh the defense coordinator's name? I can't think of his name, it's um Todd Bowles. Bowles. Yeah, Todd Bowles would be number two. But as an actual player Brady's down on the list. He, as a player, I don't think. To me, Tom Brady played like Eli Manning played in his two Super Bowl wins. That's how Tom Brady played throughout the playoff run, and it was a game manager who was in a, you know, a great situation because his defense was holding another team, and he didn't make mistakes. 
And you got to give him credit for that because he understands the situation and got it done. So I'll give Tom Brady his credit for his seventh. As far as all-time great, he's the, definitely the greatest football player of all time. Um, it's hard for me to, like Jared said, it's hard to compare from different sports. Although it's hard for me to put him very, very high up on the all-time list because so many of his rings have so much controversy to him. I mean, we can't pretend like there's not a, a deflate gate and a spy gate and, you know, so many gates. So um, ultimately. Bounty gate with Drew Brees yeah, first Super off, Bowl. Jared, first off, that's a, the dumbest argument ever. Literally, the only if, – if let's say, first off, all the all the suspensions got stuff got thrown out when they went to arbitration. But that was literally the only um, file that they had was a, a financial file for paying out because you can injure people intentionally without it being a penalty. So the only problem that with that is, hey, they were, you know, there's a financial ramification of them giving each other money. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick were actually filming other teams' practices, but but Jeremy, I, I would agree calls, with that one. one but here, here's what I'm and, and you and and basically calling plays to go against the calls that the other teams playing. That's like comparing hey, Jeremy, and that was that was the first the, was the first and second Super Bowl. I believe I I, I give the you first that three. One. I'll give you that that first part. But like when you say deflate gate, which one do I think more influences the game? Tom Brady's air pressure in the football being a half pound too light, or you paying to injure the opposing quarterback? I'm gonna say probably it had more effect. Jared, Jared, there was never a, there was never a, a, a pain to injure the other quarterback. It Secondly, was because they had the list of all the quarterbacks who were on the thing, and I remember you teasing Justin because Matt Ryan wasn't on the list. It was Cam Newton, it was Brett Favre, it was a few other people on that list. Off. This whole thing came out in 2011. Cam Newton wasn't even drafted until 2011. He never even played against Greg Williams as a Saints defense coordinator. So at the end of the day, I'm looking at it and saying, you're talking about you're talking about us literally internally. If it, if it happened, us internally saying, hey, if you knock out the quarterback, I'm I'm gonna throw ten stacks to you. Okay, if 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 he said, hey, go knock out the quarterback, does that be illegal? No, it's not. So basically, you're talking about a financial ramification. Tom Brady and Deflategate, you can say what you want. Oh, they beat uh, Indy the same way. Well, would they beat uh, the 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 uh, not the Bucks, the uh, the Ravens when they were down fourteen in the fourth quarter? Maybe not. Or would do you think it's a coincidence that they went from being the team that had the least fumbles three straight years to the season after that comes out, and then they're one of the top fumbling teams for the next three years? Fumbles, oh, wow. a, fumbles is a is not a. a... It's it's something that typically fluctuates. Nobody has great ball security every year, year over year. Um, I mean, you also they have to look did at until they until they took that away. They were you got to remember too that you know who also for they, three you know straight who, years. You know what also happened? Their starting running back was uh, the guy. Ben, ben Jarvis Green Ellis did not get very many carries. That's not making he, and Ben Jarvis Green Ellis went his entire career without a fumble, regardless of his time in Cincinnati and all over. So. Like I said, there's. I'm not telling you that there's not any credibility to say that there's some scandal to to, to a couple of his rings, but uh, to, to you, four you've never you've never brought up the scandal with Drew Brees's, and I, it's that's because it's not a, it's not a Drew Brees scandal. First of all, Drew Brees doesn't play defense, but he still so benefits not, from that from from that defense's performance. And if you look at a yeah. game like you, like wait, wait like you said. When you said, "Oh well, it was could they would they have beaten the Ravens?" You could make the argument. Well, maybe if there's no bounty on Brett Favre, maybe Brett Favre is not as banged up as he is in the fourth quarter. Maybe he doesn't throw that last second interception when they're in field goal. Next right. question: Do you think these millionaires were really in in a game trying to win the Super Bowl? Do you think they were like, "I probably wouldn't hit him right here," but you know, somebody said they'll give me some money, so I'm gonna throw that shit. No, this is this Jared is playing football. 
So, you, so at the end of the day, do you think Tom Brady I, with an extra half pound of pressure is like, hey, now I'm gonna miss this open receiver that I've been hitting every day, every game for my entire career, even now that they've taken? Do, do I do I do I think he he broke a phone on purpose and destroyed a phone and was sending text messages to people about getting the, getting the balls together? Do you think do you think that was just a, oh, this is coincidental? No, the whole, you the think, whole, the you, whole thing you is think Tom he Brady didn't... destroys his phone all the time because he doesn't want anybody to get his information. It said he destroys his phones every two months. That's been the whole thing. Oh, yeah, that's exactly that's, that's that's exactly what Skip Bayless and Tom Brady tell you. Anyway, you, you're talking you, about Tom Brady. You said the arbitrator threw it out, but the arbitrator also threw out Tom Brady. So you can't say, well, they got cleared by they did not throw out Tom Brady. Tom they Brady did. served a four game suspension. Did he so not? Tom Brady served a four game suspension because the the original lower court. Threw it out. Then they moved it up to the higher court. And Tom Brady said, well, if I continue to challenge this and I don't win, I'm probably going to miss playoff games. And so there's That's no false. point. They, brought, they went back to – they went to a higher court, and the higher court reinstated it. And he I agree. Do, he and then he could have taken it to the further court, and he said – they Tom Brady said, well, the season's about to start. If I take this to a further court – then this I'm not may going press on into the season, and then if that happens, I may miss playoff games. But even after that suspension, he won the Super Bowl that year. He almost won league MVP. Jared, but I'm not. I'm not arguing with Tom Brady's greatness. But that doesn't mean he wasn't cheating. Like, like you, those, the two things can be can be true. Like if if um, Nolan Ryan was using doggone tar on his fingers, doesn't mean Nolan Ryan's not one of the greatest pitchers of all time. It doesn't mean he wasn't still cheating. Like at the same, at the end of the day, you're bringing up Tom Brady's cheating scandals. Like, like, do you really think Tom Brady doesn't understand? Hey, this is how we know what play they're going to be whenever they do this. I'm, I'm not. I'm not arguing your point, Jeremy. Here's here's what I'm going to tell you. I, and I was going to say this earlier. The thing that bothers me more than a lot is what you're doing right now. And what that is is. Whenever, whenever it's time for us to give somebody their flowers, you always got to be the one to bring the manure. Oh man, these flowers got to grow. Here go the manure. Oh, it is so here's the thing. No, it's the same. Let's, wait, let's wait. Be it's the honest. same thing that people did when Kobe died, and they asked the question, "Well, how we frame this with his whole rape allegation?" Blah blah blah. It's like now is not the no, time. Yeah, first off, first no, off, obviously no, that's it's more drastic. Different. No, it's completely obviously that's different because, more drastic. Well, let me let me say. I'm going to tell you why that's such a terrible argument. For one, Tom Brady didn't play well. He had one playoff game the entire playoff so he threw 200 yards. He should have had at least eight turnovers. All the drops, all the, the – I mean, we're not even going to get into More manure. All, the, all the penalties that they gave. Oh, oh, no, this is a pass interference. Oh, no, this is another pass interference. Oh, no, Tom Brady gets in the face of Tyron Matthew, and then Tyron Matthew gets the penalty. Like, we, we're not even going to get into all of that. But at the end of the day, I said Tom Brady got it done. But yeah, I'm not gonna let you change the narrative because just two what a month ago you were telling me that if Deshaun Watson was on this Tampa Bay team, they went 14 and two and won the Super Bowl. Now I all of a sudden, I still feel that way. I've told you I, th- I still think Deshaun Watson's best best quarterback and best player in football. But that's my opinion. The reality is this: there, I think there, when, there was when, a better when, argument when, for Gilbert Arenas being the best player in the league it, for a while. No, it's not. Because statistically, Deshaun Watson this year had the best season of any quarterback in the NFL. But statistically, said, game for game, it was that. With that being no, it wasn't. But with that being said, Dak averaged four hundred seventy-five yards. I finished the actual statement. You cut me off beforehand. You just got to cut that, me off. That's how you started talking. No, the whole point is this: you taking <laughs> hey, Tom hey, Brady, hey, guys. you taking Tom Brady in this moment where he's won a seven Super Bowl. Is there any? Is there any scandal attached to the Super Bowl? No. 
And what you no, doing? No, I gave him credit for it. But no, you didn't. You just said he played terrible in all but one game. I just said he got the most credit for out of everybody, and then second would be Todd Bowles. But did yeah, you I not just say that. he played terrible in all but one game? No, I did not say that. I said you he just said he played terrible in all but one game. Only one game he threw over two hundred yards. I, I didn't say he's played terrible in all but one game. I said he threw only. He only had one game where he threw for over two hundred yards. That's what I said. At the end of the day, the same way when when Kobe passed, and obviously that was a more drastic thing, and people started bringing up all this old stuff. Now's not the time. The same way I said earlier, when people started talking about, well, this is why Serena should be considered to go and not Tom Brady. That's not the time to have a conversation. Had that conversation when Serena went to Australian Open. Boom. That's the time to have that yeah, conversation. Well, first off, right now ain't the time to talk about Tom Brady. Argument. First go. off, you're talking about Kobe Bryant, a death, and his legacy as a person compared to debating athletic achievements between players who are still playing. That is literally the worst analogy. I know. As I said, obviously that's more drastic. I'm comparing whenever there's a moment to celebrate, celebrate. And if there's a moment to have those discussions, it's there. But you know what? If it's your birthday and I show up at your birthday party, now is not the time to air out our grievances at your birthday party. Let you celebrate. When do we ever have when do we ever have discussions about who's the greatest? You ever when was the last time you had a discussion about who was better between Kareem and, and Bill Russell? You don't have the discussion because they're not playing anymore. You discuss it when they're actually making the accomplishments. Jeremy, That's how, when these things when's are the last discussed? time we talked had a discussion about who's the greatest basketball player of all time? Oh, Tom. When's the last time we had a what discussion between Tom Brady and Joe Montana on the greatest of all time? It's Tom Brady. Nobody, right. Nobody's debating that. So here's the point. thing. We have those. When, wait, wait. No, I don't know. To, to your question, when does that normally come up? The greatest, the goat of all time in basketball. When LeBron, if LeBron wins a ring, that's when it comes up. It doesn't come up. when like that's, that's when you have the discussions. When somebody wins something. Yeah, but we talk about the positives of this is what what his accolades equate, and this is where it puts him. Not, oh, well, I remember in high school, he lost in his junior year to a random private school. Okay, cool. Like, we're going to have this, and, and that's just a, a, one of the Jeremy's, Jeremy's arguments, so we're going to go through that. But let's get into, like, the actual Chiefs part, because this is the part I, I want to let Jeremy, I want you to talk about Patrick Mahomes and what your thoughts are on this. And then I'm gonna unleash, and I wanna, I wanna be, I'm, I'm gonna give you the floor. I'm not gonna interrupt you. I'm gonna let you go, because when, when it's my turn, I'm unleashing. Okay, so um, before Jared goes on and talks about how Patrick Holmes, you know, has been playing under perfect conditions for the last three years, and uh, Deshaun, don't start trying to tell my arguments. You go ahead and tell yours. Oh well, no, no, no. no. You, wait, did you say you were going to interrupt me? Or yeah, but you, you I, I, I didn't tell you to tell my. Oh argument. no, 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 no. No, I, I, did you give me the? Uh, hey, as long as you don't mention me, I'm not going to interrupt. Or you say you're not going to interrupt. No, no, I said don't give my arguments. We've talked about right, argument before. Don't give my arguments. Yeah, they're spicy tonight. All right, so, like I was saying, go ahead, Jeremy. Before Jared gets into an argument about how Deshaun Watson would have won, we've already talked about my argument meeting before the podcast. Don't talk about my podcast. All right, Jerry, it's your go, Jerry. Go ahead, Jeremy. Talk. No, me and Jeremy already talked about my feelings on this one. He's trying to. No, 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 He's trying to preemptively say what I'm going to say. So say what you I'm want to say. Don't talk about that. Jared, Jared, you go. Okay, I'll go first. So here's my problem I have. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you guys something that, that's um, – and today's the perfect time to talk about this. Um, my, my daughter loves Thanksgiving turkey. Uh, I have no idea why. We got some from Honey Bay Ham today because she loves Thanksgiving turkey, which she calls bacon chicken. And 
whenever we have Thanksgiving turkey, we go to my mom's house. She makes some stuffing with some gravy on top of it. And this is the best gravy ever, right? And I remember I was trying to, we, we couldn't go do Thanksgiving this year. So I was asking my mom how to make the gravy. And she said, the key to making gravy is consistency. Now, here's the problem I have with the argument about Patrick Mahomes is the consistency. So listen, watching the game, let's go all the way back to it. Did Patrick Mahomes have a chance in the game? Not a ton. He didn't. I will give him that. They had pressure in his face consistently. Now, he had some plays earlier in the game. Miko Hartman is five yards past the defense with no safety behind him. He missed the throw. He threw the wrong pass. There's a, there's a couple of things we can look at and say, all right, he had chances. But here's what I'm not going to give Patrick Mahomes a pass on. Patrick Mahomes came into this league with the best roster of any player who's ever started their career in the history of the NFL. No exaggeration. The only person that's comparable is Kurt Warner and the greatest show on turf when he came in in 99. Then, not only does he come in with one of the greatest rosters, he comes in with the greatest quarterback coach of all time. There's nobody that has a resume of Andy Reid. Andy Reid, every quarterback who has had Andy Reid has had their career season with Andy Reid. Brett Favre won an MVP with Andy Reid. Michael Vick finished second for MVP with Andy Reid. Nick Foles had 27 touchdowns, two picks with Andy Reid. Kevin Cobb had a career year with Andy Reid. Alex Smith had his career year with Andy Reid. Andy Reid is the quarterback guru. And we got in a situation where before this, this game, on the podcast last week, Jeremy told me that Patrick Mahomes was the not the greatest, the best quarterback he had ever seen. And I said, still is. You know, also, you still still feel that way. And here's, 100%. here's my problem I have with the consistency. Patrick Mahomes was pressured 29 times in that game, which is extraordinary, right? 52%. But I remember us being on this podcast. I'm old enough to remember, um, you know, week one, week two of the season when Deshaun Watson went versus Kansas City and went versus Baltimore. And I said, after the game, I thought Deshaun actually played better than Patrick Mahomes did. I thought he actually played better than Lamar Jackson did. I said, if you looked at pro football focus and their grading, you look at, at the analytics, Deshaun played better than they did in those games. I said, here's the difference. Pro football focus Deshaun is, is under constant pressure. I said, we're comparing what Deshaun is doing when in those two games, Deshaun had 57 pressures, which is 28.5 pressures per game, which means at least one of those games, he had 29 pressures or more. Could have been 29 and 28, could have been 30, 27, whatever that number is. And I remember the conversation was, well, you know why Deshaun's got that much pressure on him? Because he holds on to the ball too long. Oh, you know why? Should have come off his read a little bit quicker. Oh, you know, you, you can't you can't hold that against him just because that. And last year when we played the played the playoff game, I, we had this conversation. I said, I thought Deshaun actually played better than Patrick Mahomes that game. So Deshaun was playing with, with constant pressure on his face. He threw for he threw for 380 yards, had 45 yards rushing, had a total total of four touchdowns, put up 31 points. I said, I thought that Deshaun actually played better considering the competition and the pressure in his face. And the fact that Patrick Mahomes was pressured once during that game and was throwing the wide open receivers and our special teams turned the ball over twice and their special teams got a touchdown. With that being said, there was never a thought of Patrick Mahomes Oh, no, what, what is he playing with compared to the other quarterbacks he has? When everybody talked about Patrick Mahomes being the greatest of all time, nobody mentioned last year in the Super Bowl that Patrick Mahomes played terribly. 
Nobody mentioned the fact that he threw two terrible second half interceptions. And then in that fourth quarter, the reason he threw two back to back picks in the third, beginning of fourth. In the fourth quarter, his team got back to back stops there with no no point score. Then he was able to on a third down, Tyreek Hill burned everybody for twenty yards. He was able to. It was a tough throw to to, to get rid of it. But he was able to just throw the ball up. Tyreek Hill turned, waited for the ball. He had that much separation. Sammy Watkins blew by Richard Sherman, had a, a wide open throw stacked up on the line of scrimmage. Nobody mentioned the wide receivers. Nobody mentioned Travis Kelsey. Nobody mentioned everybody else. It was just, look at how Patrick Mahomes carried that team. So you know what I'm not going to do? There's a lot of things that I do. I, you know, say try anything for the first time. But what I'm not going to do for the first time is act like Patrick Mahomes didn't have help when this dude, his offensive line was bad. I agree. Still had weapons. Still, uh, y'all, y'all telling me he they're, had, they're not as good as you're telling me. You he's he's tell got me, four receivers. I know, I know Ty, Tyreek Hill dropped a touchdown. Travis Kelsey dropped a huge third down. DeAndre uh, Hopkins dropped a, dropped a, a third down in a field goal range and oh, an important drive. The, the 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 reality is this: we have this narrative that we're trying to keep up with Patrick Mahomes, and I, I'm not telling you that Patrick Mahomes played terrible. But Patrick did not play a good game. And the reality is this. If we're going to judge him on the scale of the best of all time, I, I, I put it this way. He didn't play as well as Patrick, as as Aaron Rodgers played two weeks ago. And you told me Aaron Rodgers played terrible. I, I, I looked at those. Aaron Rodgers had way more time. And Aaron Rodgers had Aaron way Rodgers more made time. It wasn't even close. Here's the thing. Patrick Mahomes, what, and, and this is one of the things that they talked about and I've, I brought up throughout the season. All right, let's there, let's bring it in. I, I'll bring it in and I'll let Jeremy time. Jeremy talk. The one of the things we talked about this season is as the year went on, their offense started to struggle. If you look at their points per game on their last from week ten through week seventeen, they did not score nearly the amount of points per game. They were not nearly as effective offensively. And why? It was because they relied too much on Patrick to be Superman. He kept backing up, backing up. Oh, I did a spin move. Oh, I threw an overlook pass. Oh, I'm running to the left, and I'm going to throw it back. Or maybe they need a wide right. receiver And I think eight. the reality was they did not have enough. Uh, and, and the what they did was, as well, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay took away every screen pass, every um, a pitch to ball, Tyreek Hill. Every one of those plays, they took it away. And they said, Patrick, sit in the pocket, make quick decisions because you're going to have pressure in your face, and make accurate throws. He completed 52% of his passes. He had 120 yards passing through three quarters. He had 150 yards in the fourth quarter to get him to 270, but he threw two picks. That was a bad game by Patrick Mahomes, and we need to talk about it. I'm glad you brought that up because um, I remember a similar game from this quarterback named Deshaun Watson when he played against oh, – this was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last season. I'm going to tell you what happened in that game. I'm going to go through the possessions. So first possession – because, you know, Deshaun has never had any help. So I just always like to throw this out. So the first possession, the Texans got a pick six. The next possession, they intercepted the ball, and, and Deshaun got the ball on the 12-yard line. He lost – oh, no, he gained 10 yards and kicked a field goal. The next possession, Tampa Bay got a field goal blocked. Deshaun went – Five plays, 15 yards, and punt it. Tampa gets a field goal. Uh, running back fumbles for uh, for the Texans. So, wait, no. Then, then the next possession, Jameis throws another pick. Deshaun goes three plays, two yards, and punts. Yep. Then, then Tampa fumbles. Then Deshaun 
finally gets a touchdown drive, 42 yards, where they get a, run, a, a, run, a running touchdown by Carlos Hyde. Then Tampa punts. Then Deshaun goes three and out. Then Tampa gets a touchdown. Then Deshaun goes th- four plays and throws an interception. Then Tampa gets another touchdown, and then it's the end of the half. Texans then get a field goal. Their next possessions are a punt, field goal, punt, punt, in the game. He got four interceptions and a fumble to his team, and he didn't have a he didn't score a single touchdown outside of the the rushing touchdown by Carlos Hyde. Now you're gonna tell me now Patrick Mahomes with their defense getting nothing should have done something. Patrick Mahomes who was running for his life for a full game on a turf toe who had people dropping passes left and right should have done something. Patrick Mahomes was missing three offensive linemen. Patrick Mahomes who doesn't have a single wide receiver over five foot eight who could get a, who can get open. And so basically the Saints have given up the, the blueprint a couple of weeks ago on how to defend them. You put two safeties deep. You don't get beat over the top. You double uh, Tyreek and you double uh, Kelsey and you force someone else to beat us. And as we've seen time and time again, they don't have another weapon. They don't have a running game they can rely on. Uh, Edwards Hilaire is too small to get to get yards. So basically, Tampa said, we, we can stop your run with our front four. We can get home with our front four because your offensive line sucks. And we're going to double your weapons. And nobody's going to get open. And even when Patrick Mahomes is making miraculous plays, throwing the ball two feet away from the ground, and hitting guys in the face mask, which Jared said somehow they didn't see the ball coming. I don't know. So generally, if something hits you in the face, you probably see it coming. But even with that, Jared finds a way to criticize Patrick Mahomes. And I'm not surprised because Jared has this whole theory of Deshaun Watson is better than Patrick Mahomes, or at least on the Patrick Mahomes level, which is literally the most asinine thing ever. It's like comparing LeBron James to, uh, I don't know, who, who, who would – I mean, he's talented. I'm not trying to hate on Deshaun. Deshaun's a great player. But putting him in this, not even the same stratosphere as Patrick Mahomes is absolutely blasphemous. He's much closer to Dak Prescott or uh, Matt Stafford or Kirk Cousins. He's a lot Jared closer to that. Right <laughs> I'm not. See that I'm ready to, I'm ready to, to, to unleash. Level than he is to Deshaun. I told Jerry yesterday, and he agreed with me. If you gave NFL GMs a choice, you could have Deshaun right now or I'm going to give you a 50-50 chance. You can either get Patrick – I'm going to flip a coin. You get Dak Prescott or Patrick Mahomes. They would take the chance of getting Patrick Mahomes uh, and Dak Prescott. And that tells you that Dak's closer to Deshaun than Deshaun is to Patrick Mahomes. Jeremy, three years ago, you could have said Carl Anthony Towns and Kawhi, and people would have taken Carl Anthony Towns. That means it's the right decision. Yeah, and I I was the one telling you guys that was wrong. So at the end of the day, let's be honest – Patrick Mahomes, still to this day, is the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. He's the most skilled quarterback I've ever seen. And if you switch their teams, Tampa Bay would have won this game by 70. Here's, here's the thing I want to say real quick. One, Jeremy uh, is terrible when he does that. No, this is terrible. But look, look, let's put this I mean, in perspective. And then he tries to act like he's not, you yeah, know. I, I agree. But let, let's put it. One, if we go back to last year doing this podcast, after that game, the Texans won. I said, that was one of the worst games I've seen Deshaun play. We won because Jameis Winston threw the game away, and Deshaun didn't play well at all. And that's why, during the podcast, I said, remember, this is the the week that I had the the conversation where I said, Jameis is not a legitimate starting quarterback in the league. And you guys argued me. And I said, no. Watching the game, he came out, and I believe it was an interception his first three throws of the game. I I believe. I may be wrong. But I want to say he threw an interception. It was at least the first two passes he threw of the game were interceptions. With that being said, 
here's the here's the the thing I want to say. You said, "Oh, he has a poor offensive line." Oh, all season, who had, who had a higher who, who who dealt with more pressure this year? Who whose offensive line was ranked lower in every category? Oh, it was Deshaun's versus Mahomes. I didn't hear that excuse. Jared, Jared. Oh, wait, 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 Deshaun's average time to pass was 2.6 seconds, and Patrick Mahomes' average time, or 2.5 seconds, and Patrick Mahomes was 2.6. Let's not act like y'all had some kind of crazy, uh, some kind of crazy differential on, on the offensive lines. And in that game, he had a 58% pass uh, uh, pressure rate, so he was over over double what Deshaun sees on a regular basis. So don't compare that like Deshaun been seeing yeah, crazy pressure because he's basically right around Patrick Mahomes. Jeremy, here's here's what you're not realizing. One, Deshaun had no running game. So the reality is, when you talk about offensive line, which team was last in the NFL in rushing yards this year? Oh, it was the Texans. Oh, which one? Which team? When you looked at the NFL this year, did you say every who had the highest? The forget just this season. Deshaun Watson this year had the high. He accounted for the highest percentage of a team's total offense in the history of the NFL, which shows you that when you who did he overtake for that. I have no idea who he overtook for that. But regardless of who he overtook, here's the point. Deshaun Watson, this year, number one in the NFL in passes, passing yards, total passing yards. He was number one in passing yards while only being 10th in passing attempts. If you look at, he was number one in yards per attempt. He was number one in accuracy on passes over 10 yards. He was number one in accuracy on passes over 20 yards. He was number one in rushing first downs by quarterbacks. He was number one on throws, completion percentage when there's a clean pocket at completing 87% of his passes when there's a clean pocket. Uh, You can go through the list. He was number one in the two-minute drill. He was number two in passer rating. He was number three in completion percentage. He He has the highest completion percentage for his career in the history of the NFL. He's fourth in the history of the NFL in yards per attempt. He's second all-time in the NFL history in quarterback rating for their career. So when you're comparing him and his resume with the lack of weapons he's had, with the lack of coaching he's had, with the talent around him, I think that's clear that when you compare that to Patrick Mahomes and him walking into a nearly perfect situation, it's not a stretch to say that Deshaun Watson has done more with less than Patrick Mahomes has had. And Patrick Mahomes, this game, got an opportunity to see what Deshaun has dealt with on a consistent basis. I'm not even making the argument that I think right now, as I've said last year when we were on this podcast, I said, I think that Kawhi Leonard has Given, I said he had won the championship. He was the Finals MVP. I said Kawhi has earned the spot of best player in the world. I said now, obviously, I think LeBron is better than him. I think he'll prove it this this year. Is what I said last year, and I was correct. But I said because of his accomplishments, he's earned the right to to have that title. I've said that about Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has earned the right to be called the best player in football. I'm not taking that away from him. I'm not taking away his accomplishments, and I'm a fan of Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun are like. Really, really good friends practicing the offseason and everything together. I, I'm taking nothing away from Mahomes. But what I'm saying is, last year, when we watched Mahomes have all these games where they started off slowly and that defense was able to hold people down. And when you looked at it and you said, oh, man, I, I, the, the problem I have with this situation is this. Patrick Mahomes, this was the first game in Patrick Mahomes' career, or if not the first, it's one of the very few games Patrick Mahomes has played in his career where he looked across the field and he said, man, that team's better than mine. And you know what? When Deshaun Watson has played, 
60, 70% of the games, he's looked across the field and said, if I swap places with that other quarterback, I have a better chance of winning the game. And what he's not? Tell me that. put this in perspective. Deshaun went to a team that was one and nine. That se- the season he played, he started six games. The six games they started, they were the highest scoring team in the NFL. And the, the 10 games he didn't start, they were the lowest scoring team in the NFL. They were three and three in the games he played. They were one and nine in the games without him. The following year. No, 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 no. There were three and four games he played. Three and three games he started. And I know you always like to throw out like Jimmy, the first game. I'm not going to count a game down 21 0 when he gets into the game. That's well, not a game. statement correct. Say, 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 say the games he started because he played the second half of that game. He didn't score a single point. Jimmy. And, and he played Jimmy in scored the first touchdown the first drive of the game. What are you talking about? Yeah, they got shut out in the game. No, they didn't. I would bet you $1,000. He scored a touchdown on the single first drive of the second half where he got in. So the fact of the matter is this. He got into the game down 21-0. I'm not counting that as a, as a game he played. The reality is, in his starts, they were 3-3. Three and three. In the other games, they were 1-9. and nine. If you looked at the following season, he got sacked 62 times. The most anybody's been sacked in a, in a season and made the playoffs in nearly two decades. And if you looked at the, all the years he's been in the NFL, there's not been a single year where in total defense they weren't in the bottom 10 in the in, entire NFL. So when we're comparing quarterbacks, I'm, I'm not – and I'm not even – this isn't even really about Deshaun because I think there's a lot of other quarterbacks who get the same thing. Patrick Mahomes has been I, – I, I'm going to compare it to this and then I can, I'll wrap it up on this. I remember having this discussion with a friend of mine that I went to high school with on Facebook about Donald Trump, and she said, Man, Donald Trump has never gotten a fair shake in life. And I said, wait, what? He's never gotten a fair shake? And that's what I feel like with Patrick Mahomes. When I'm seeing these memes about, oh, poor Patrick Mahomes out here by himself with a first-team all-pro wide receiver, a first-team all-pro tight end, last year's first-team all-pro kick returner who's also a good weapon, Sammy Watkins who's one of the top 10 highest-paid receivers in the league, all those coming off of injury, still a solid he, receiver. He, he, he was top was to the He's maybe one of the bottom 10 worst, but, yeah, the pay, though, is good. Bottom 10 worst. Uh, he was almost MVP of the Super Bowl last year. Had 110 yards in the game, big, biggest play of the game. With that being said, we're, we're, we're not going to go through this scenario with him having all this help and us trying to make it seem like no he was out there by himself. He had no help. Okay. No, no, he had no help. And, and Jared, to your point, I know you always like to bring up that schedule. You guys played a bunch of terrible teams. You won one game 14 and 9. You played a bunch of terrible defenses. And the game what about they Legion lost, where they went y'all, y'all lost the game. He scored um, 30, 38 points? 40 points? He played, he played great in the game, but y'all, y'all lost. What and about the, the Patriots? You talk about their – wait, can I finish the statement? The games they were 1-9 and nine in, they only played two teams that didn't at least finish 500 or better. So they played a much tougher schedule. Going down the stretch the next season when y'all had that great record, y'all beat a bunch of terrible teams. You look at Deshaun's record versus teams with winning record, it's not great. Deshaun had a winning record versus teams with a winning record up until this year. And if you look at it this year, if you're going to go through, oh, well, look at how many teams they played. The Texans this year were 4-12. Four, four and 12. They played 10 playoff teams out of those 12 games they lost. So the reality is, you know, their, their schedule was tougher. That's the way it works. But what I'm not going to do is this. The, the Chiefs were good enough where Patrick Mahomes got hurt up 10 points in the third quarter with seven minutes to go in the third quarter of a game versus the Browns, and they were able to win it. And you know how they're able to win it? Because they're talented. That team is not you. you get, no, Jared, 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 that was an indictment. 
They were they would have. I, I don't think it was the third quarter when he got hurt. And when he got hurt, it was seven fifty to go in the third. This, did they score another point? Yes. As they scored. They scored back to back field goals on that. <laughs> back to back field goals. Right. Well, I mean, they have Chad Henney's quarterback. It. I'm not saying they have a legitimate quarterback. All I'm telling you is this: is when you look at that that roster and you look at that team, there's no way they're they're top ten scoring defense. Even if we look at their rushing offense, and Clyde Arrowsalaire definitely was the wrong pick for them. Uh, they should have gotten Jonathan Taylor. But the reality is, he still played a good game. I don't see he averaged over five yards a carry in the Super Bowl. Like it wasn't like he wasn't getting. They they stopped running the ball. It wasn't the fact that he they couldn't run the ball. They just didn't run the ball because they got down so much. And I thought they panicked. All right. Um, yeah, so that was good, guys. That's why I just let you guys go ahead and just do your thing. Um, Appreciate it. Let's uh, let's take a break from NFL. Everybody take a take a deep breath. I know that was a little intense. You guys got a little spicy. Um, but it was good, though. It was good. It was good. But um, let's talk about LeBron, Embiid, Steph, Katie, Kawhi. They're all having great years, guys. Um, let's talk about who you guys is, uh, MVP is so far this season. Uh, let's start with you, uh, Jeremy. To me, this is almost uh, an asinine question because the obvious MVP right now should be Steph Curry. If Steph Curry wasn't on that team, the Warriors may have two wins. Maybe. Like, they are literally absolutely awful outside of the fact that Draymond Green is a great motivator and plays solid defense and kind of helps people to get in the right positions, although he's averaging, like, maybe maybe two points a game. And Steph Curry is literally pulling up from half court basically every time he goes up the court. In the last five games, he's shooting over 50% threes. Um, I, I saw that Seth Curry um, is on pace to be the first uh, – 50-50-90 guy in NBA history right now. Um, so the, the Curry family is doing real well. But at the end of the day, Steph Curry is carrying a franchise um, in the right way. He didn't leave. He didn't go. You know, he could have easily said, hey, I'm going to, you know, after K- KD was leaving, hey, I think I'm going to leave and I'm going to go join, I don't know, the Jazz or somebody. I mean, he could have done something like that. But he stayed on, on a team that he knew was going to be in a rebuild, and he's toughing it out. And so to me, although their <laughs> record is not great, that he's he's basically carrying a franchise, and so I think the most valuable player to the league right now is Steph Curry, and it's not close. Well, color me, um, all right, Jared. We're surprised with with that. that hold, hold up, let's, let's one. He he didn't bail when KD left. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't a 73-win team when it, before KD got there. They didn't trade K, KD for D'Angelo Russell and then turn that into – D'Angelo Russell. Oh, Jeremy, but they got him for nothing. So so instead of KD leaving for nothing like he did for OKC, they were able to turn that into D'Angelo Russell. Then they were able to turn D'Angelo Russell into Andrew Wiggins and the number two – pick or the the the, the – <laughs> top two protected pick from the Timberwolves this year, who were in the last place in the NBA. turned Kyrie into uh, Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder and a pick that got um, Colin Sexton and LeBron still up. So, answer this question for me, Jeremy. <laughs> What's your point? Isaiah Thomas hasn't been in the league in how long? Uh, two years. 
He that that season was his last season in the NBA. So to no, say, he oh, played with the Lakers the next year. No, he was with the Lakers that year. He got traded that year for uh, Jordan Clarkson and and that trade. Larry Nance Jr. Then was released. Okay, so so, so basically, LeBron got right Jordan Jordan Clarkson, who's going to be the sixth man of the year this year. Um, Larry Nance Jr. is solid. Jay Crowder um, and the pick that got Colin Sexton. That seems like a pretty good haul. For okay. Anyway, with that being said, I'm not going to tell you anybody that is they were out of the playoffs until. They their last win. They're in the eighth spot by a half game. He's not the MVP of the league. Um, to be honest, I and I, I've loved the way Steph has played. He's playing phenomenally, but the reality is nobody's getting there if you're a, a 500 team. They're 13 and right right now I believe their their record's 13 and 12. Like you're not getting the MVP at 13 and 12. Um, oh, I, I thought the, the question was just who I thought was the MVP. If you ask me who's going to win, it's obviously LeBron. They're going to give it to him. Right, but LeBron—they're not giving it to him. I mean, we're we're looking at the reality of it. Steph Curry's playing well, and and he's scoring a lot of points. And and, and I, I would agree, he's carrying that team. I would have him probably fourth in my my uh, MVP. Somebody that's kind of a low key MVP candidate would probably be Chris Paul, uh, just from the way he's he's doing things with with. He's got the Suns playing really solid basketball. I mean, but if we're we're looking at it from you know impact right now, AD hasn't played well this year. Right, as much as everybody's like, oh, oh you know, well, you know, he, he's playing with AD. AD hasn't played good basketball this year. Um, if you look at the numbers, AD this year has not been better than Christian Wood for the for the Rockets. He's basically he's down from him in every category, and he's missing significant games. So right now, LeBron is third in the league in minutes played. LeBron is shooting fifty percent from the field, forty nine point five. He's shooting thirty nine point four percent from three. He's playing great defense, and I, I think when you look at it, it boils down to it. I, I don't think there's another person who who you can make a legitimate argument deserves the MVP outside of LeBron. He should have had it last year. Um, although I he should know. I, I think he should have had it last year. As I said, I would have voted for Giannis, but the way the season was tracking, Giannis was injured when the season got stopped. LeBron had just beaten Kawhi and outplayed him. Had just beaten Giannis and outplayed him. I thought he was tracking to win MVP before the season was shut down due to COVID. But, but hey, I, I said I would have voted for Giannis. But at the end of the day, there's not a person in the league right now. If you look at it, Kevin Durant's on this list, but Kevin's missed multiple games due to COVID and other situations. Still don't understand why these guys aren't wearing masks around. I mean, that That's why he he's missing time. It's it's not because of close contact. It's because he was with close contact, somebody else who, who had gotten uh, COVID and wasn't wearing a mask uh, when he was around him. So – that kind of he's, he's had multiple absences. Um, I think Embiid probably would be my second. He'd be probably be my runner up. He's playing excellent defense. He's been beasting uh, on the boards as well as uh, scoring points. Um, I think if I'm I'm looking at Kawhi's probably be third place. The thing about it is right now, I mean nobody's really paying wait, attention. Wait, wait, wait. Here, I, I know you got I know you got LeBron number one. You were saying you got Kawhi and. and... Well, and beat over Steph Curry. Like, what you, has Kawhi won a game when Paul George sits out? Yes, I mean Kawhi's Paul George sits out, they lose. Here's the thing: one, if you looked at how Golden State looked with Steph before Draymond got there, they were losing games by thirty points. I'm not telling you that, but if you look at Kawhi, Kawhi is still playing good defense. Kawhi is averaging twenty six and a half points per game. He's shooting eighty eight percent from the field. He's shooting fifty. Let's see, uh, 40.2 percent from three. Um, from twos, he's shooting 54%, so 50, 50.5% from the field. Like he's, he's playing very good basketball. So I'm not 
I'm not telling you that Steph, if they were, if you were telling me Steph were, they were fourth in the West, third in the West, you know, competing for a, you know, first round bye, I think it would be a legitimate argument. But I don't think you can give it to somebody that's in the eight spot in this a half game above 500. I think you have to because literally he has – if you take Steph off that team, how bad would they be? They would undoubtedly be the worst basketball team in the league, and it wouldn't be close. But like if you, if you take LeBron off the it. Lakers right now, the way AD's playing – They the would still probably be a playoff missing. team. No, no, Jimmy, as much the, as you say AD's too struggling, AD's averaging 22 and, and 9 on 53% shooting. Like, what's Wiggins averaging? He's averaging 17.5 on like 46% oh. shooting, and it's, that's great for Andrew Wiggins. But it, like Andrew Wiggins is not a, is a, is a guy. Like, if you ask me right now, like, you're talking about AD is struggling. You realize right now AD is playing better than, than any Pau Gasol season in his career? Yeah, but we'll, we'll say, like, oh, man, Kobe had Pau Gasol, but then Anthony Davis, oh, he's struggling. I, mean, Jimmy, you look I, at- I understand why we keep going. Nobody considers Pau Gasol on the level of Anthony Davis. Nobody does. But what I'm saying is this. Nobody's, but you can't say LeBron doesn't have help. But when, when, if Kobe, when Kobe had Pau Gasol, people when said. When did I say LeBron doesn't Pau have Gasol. help? I didn't say LeBron What I'm telling you is this. AD has missed seven, eight games this season. Why do you think LeBron's consistently having to play all these minutes? It's not because just with AD not playing well. He's not playing. AD's got an Achilles injury. He says he's going to nurse it. You're looking at these games, like the, the games, the last three games, they're going to double overtime, overtime, and overtime. And who's been the person who's hit the big, the biggest shots in those games to keep them in place, in position to be a potential number one seed in the West? It's LeBron. That's true. But if you look at it and say, they really played a weak schedule. Like, people are saying, oh, man, he had a, game, he had a, a shot to take it to overtime yesterday. Yeah, he did. They were playing against the Thunder. Missing their top two players. They were missing Shea Gilders, Alexander, and George Hill. Like who who are they playing against? Hey, listen, I, I I've seen I mean, literally what, what we have to realize, NBA is different from an NFL or something. Everybody's as the, the say, everybody's on a scholarship, but you got a lot of guys like yesterday, your guy that played for the Pelicans last year, Kenrick Williams, comes out and hits eight of his first nine shots from the field. So I, I, the reality is you have guys that – Yeah, I actually high. liked him. He got injured and missed like three or four months for us. But, yeah, he's, right. he's a solid player. He, he came out hit eight of his first nine shots, and I think five of five threes. So you, you get dead. I mean, the, the reality was the reason they were in that close of a game, they got down early. They were down 20 points in the first quarter, 43 to 23 at some point. And – they slow grinded themselves back into the game. So I, I think at the end of the day, you got to look at it and say this. I'm not telling you that, that there are other people that are deserving, but and, and I, if it was somebody, the only reason I would say it would be somebody else. If somebody on the Jazz was having an outstanding season, uh, Diamond was so bad at the beginning of the year, and still now he's playing well, but it, it's not a, oh, Diamond's carrying the team. It's the fact that their team just is shooting such a high percentage of threes. And they're... Uh, but with that being said, if it was somebody on the Jazz, I would give it to them because of how well they're playing as a team. But I don't think there's an, another team or another candidate that has a team that's playing as well as LeBron and the Lakers are playing. So I don't think there's anybody else that deserves it more than him. Jerry, well, one, one quick thing before we go. Um, I'm just going to give you who, who Steph's playing with. So Steph is averaging 34 minutes a game. He's averaging 30 points, uh, six assists, five rebounds. He's averaging 49% field goals, 43% threes. Uh, and 93% free throws. Um, 
But yeah, if you Jared, go down the list, yeah, Steph is a fourth. <laughs> <laughs> because here's the, as, I, as I said, if I think Steph would have a legitimate MVP conversation if Steph was if, if the Warriors were in the four spot, like or, or somewhere around there. Like, I can't. But Jared, Jared, the this is what I'm gonna give you though. Jared, I'm, I'm gonna go through their, their next four minutes played player per game. So um, this will tell you why. Even the fact that they're in the playoffs means he should be an MVP. All right, so Andrew Wiggins has actually been a solid player for them. He's averaging 18, 4, and, or 5, and 2 on 46% field goals and 37% threes. So he's been solid. All right. Beyond that, Kelly Oubre averaging 14, 6, and 1 on 39, 39.7%, so 40% uh, field goals and 29% threes. The next person is Draymond Green, who's averaging 5 points per game five rebounds on 34.8% shooting and 19.5% threes. Well, that's, that's leading... ticked up because last week he was at like 27% from the field and like 14%. <laughs> their, their fifth leading minutes player per game is Juan Toscano Anderson. If you told me this guy walked in a room and you said pick him out of a lineup, I would look to see who looked like a Juan Toscano Anderson. I have no clue who this dude is. And he's averaging six points per game. That is their fifth leading minutes player. But so, but here's the thing: he's he's actually a good player. They're, they 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 compare him to to. They, I think Kerr is the one who calls him um, Young Draymond. Uh, he, he's he's a really good defender. But I, I I'm not telling you he doesn't have a lot of average five points. But, but I remember telling you. I, here's the: thing, I'm not telling you that that by any stretch of imagination that uh, that he has a ton of help. He doesn't. I said that before the season started. When you guys were talking about, oh, they got Kelly Oubre, and I was like, that's not, that's not like Kelly Oubre is not a great player. Um, I'm not saying he's, he's falling off a lot since last year. I, as I've said for years, when you play on bad teams, somebody's got to score. I remember, and, and, and I made this mistake. I remember when the the Thunder traded James Harden and they got Kevin Martin back and like a lottery pick, and I was like, man, that's an upgrade. You got freaking right, Kevin Martin's averaging 25 points a game for Sacramento, and then you realize, like, wait a second. That's because he's, he's playing for Sacramento, and somebody's got to score points. Like so, the same way Kelly Oubre, I mean, he's he's just not that guy. But uh, at the end of the day, I mean, I, I give stuff his props. I'm not telling you that that he's not playing great basketball. I'm just telling you that uh, I personally don't think he right now would be. I think he'd be around fourth on my MVP ballot. Yeah, you know, Seth Curry when he's out um, from from Philly, they're uh, three and four, so maybe he's the MVP. Okay. <laughs> man man all right fellas um man yeah that was some some good conversation guys uh you guys want to talk about um a little bit more about the nfl the russell wilson carson wentz sam Darnold, deshaun um all these quarterbacks seem to be coming on the market here in in in, in uh the recent trade talk so what do you guys think about that do we have time to, to discuss the the free agency in the NFL. Do you guys want to get to that next week? I mean, I'll hit it real quick. Uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. Right. So let me let me twist. <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. Um, realistically, what, what's happening right now is quarterbacks are, are are teams are starting to see quarterbacks differently, which I think is a smart strategy. Um, by by that I mean this: you got a lot of teams that now are looking at it and saying, "All right, like why." You know, Tom Brady got to the to the Bucks and immediately won a Super Bowl. Why can't I get a quarterback 
that I feel comfortable with that I think has a legitimate chance of winning a Super Bowl. And they aren't patient anymore. I mean, you, I, I thought personally this year, I thought Teddy Bridgewater was, was solid. I thought, he, I thought he played solid. I'm not telling you I thought he was great, but I thought he was at least competent. Uh, I mean, the Panthers are doing – they basically have already said, like, look, you ain't the dude right now. Like, let's let's get rid of him, whatever we need to do. So, um, with that being said, I think a lot of these teams are seeing that. And I think a lot of these quarterbacks are seeing the writing on the wall and saying, look, I can control my own destiny. And I think uh, – real quick, I think Deshaun peeped this thing last year. I think I, – I started going back and looking at, uh, like, the interviews that he did before he signed his contract. And, like, all of them are basically, like, saying, like, look – I got to, me and my agent going to have to sit down and talk and figure out where we want to be and what we want to do long term. And now then he, he like realized what he's saying, but like, but I love Houston and the organization, blah, blah, blah. I think Deshaun recognized how dysfunctional it was and wanted to get out. And I think that's what Russell was seeing. Russell was sitting there like, man, I got, you know, I've been hit more than, I think he's been hit more than any quarterback in the NFL since 2017. I think Deshaun is second in the NFL and the most times they've been hit. And I think they're, he, you know, they're, they're sitting there. Looking at it and saying like this doesn't have to be, right? I don't have to. I don't have to get hit like this all the time. Um, and I mean, I think I think it's a smart strategy. I think I think all those guys are looking at it, making smart decisions when it comes to their bodies to to what they want to do. And uh, I think we're going to start to see more movement. Uh, the, the over under for uh, changes in quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks next year, teams starting different, with a different starting quarterback than last year. I think it's eighteen, um, which is I mean astronomical. And uh, I, I fully expect that's what we're going to see. Well, I'll, I'll touch on it very quickly. I think you're going to see a lot of teams changing, but it's really not going to matter because all I'm doing is eating crab legs and watching James Winston throw touchdown passes. Let's go. Um, other than that, you know, I've noticed all the – it seems like all the quarterbacks outside of Deshaun just leaving their teams are all in the NFC. So, you know, NFC could look a lot different. You know, who knows what's going to happen, but – I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it. Russ, you know, if you want to come to New Orleans or um, who else is good that, that, that was one out? And I don't want Carson Wentz or any of those Sam guys. Darnold. Uh, Darnold. I would love to have Sam Darnold, but I don't think uh, I don't think we're going to trade for him. So Real quick, the quarterbacks that are looking – that look like maybe on the move, teams are looking at moving them or they're looking at getting moved possibly. Uh, Seahawks are taking calls on Russell Wilson right now. Um, 49ers seem – it seemed destined to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo because of his injury history and his lack of being good. Um, Sam Darnold on the Jets. Carson Wentz is likely to be moved before the end of the week. Um, Jared Goff obviously already been moved. Matt Stafford already been moved for each other. Um, Sam Darnold is likely to be moved. Kirk Cousins is rumored to have chances to be moved. Um, and um, Derek Carr with the Raiders is likely to be moved. So there's a lot of movement, a lot of, a lot of talk going on. And obviously with the draft picks coming up, uh, you got, you know, in Todd Mache's mock draft, first four picks he's got being quarterbacks. Uh, he's got Trevor and, and Wilson and then Trey Lance and then Justin Fields. So uh, it's it's likely to be a, a whole different ball game next year when the season starts. Yeah, man, it's definitely going to be a shakeup. Um, and, I mean, if, if if it's not a better time than it's right now to, to put some bets on some teams, if you – have the ability if you're near a, a book. So, so um, yeah, man, it's a great time to to start thinking about that. So, fellas, you guys got any last thoughts before we get up out of here? Man, my my only thoughts I tell you is uh, 
Man, y'all be safe out there with these with with the vid. Uh, I know the the Australian Open had fans. It was great. We you know for the first couple of days, and now there's a, a COVID outbreak at the quarantine hotel, and now all the fans are going. So uh, I mean, it's you know we're, we're good news is it seems like you know, everybody's going to be able to get vaccines. Fauci said today that he thinks everybody should be able to start getting vaccines in April. Uh, Biden said we should be able to have um, you know everybody have enough vaccines for everybody by july so um that timeline seems amazing to me um i would be ecstatic about it so uh you know y'all be safe in the meantime yeah so um i just want to point out um something very 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 serious and you know it needs time discussing that my custom sim 2 max driver has now been packed so i'm assuming it's going to be shipped obviously (laughs) i'm in the eagle club but taylor made so i'll get it in two days and Damon, you and Jared and Cameron are going to get destroyed on our golf trip. That's all. <laughs> all right, guys, we need we need to like put out something on Instagram. Oh, we're definitely doing some, we, li- some live videos. Like, do a poll on who's going to come out the winner, and maybe you know give away a T-shirt or you know something cool. Maybe, maybe not a T-shirt. We can think outside the box and think of something cool. Oh, by the way, one more thing, Damon. One more thing. Listeners, if you guys have any suggestions, I've been trying to think of some cool, like, no, club twirls or something else I could do when I start hitting, like, flag hunting. I've really been trying to look up. If you got any ideas, please send them my way. I'm I'm looking for, you know, I don't want to just do the old tiger twirl. I want, I want like, some, some cooler, um, you know, I don't know, gestures to do once I, you know, make birdies. Oh, by by the way, okay. One last thing, David. Did you did you guys see after the the Super Bowl they, they showed a video of a local my or Tampa Bay strip club after all the people went through, and literally it looked. I, I didn't. I I had to zoom in because at first I thought it was grass. I thought they were outside. It was so much money piled up, literally covered the entire floor. So shout out to them making good money. That's why you were zooming in, huh? There it wasn't people in the picture. It was just the floor. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was like, there's stripper poles outside, and then I was like, oh, okay, that's what that is. Yeah, that's that happens regularly uh, in Atlanta, though, Jared. <laughs> yes, yes, I've been told. <laughs> yeah, I've been told as well. Uh, but yeah, on that note, um, we're gonna get up out of here. Thank you guys for tuning in to us another week. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram, Me Bros underscore Podcast. And we will holler at you guys next week. Peace.